Hi, everybody. You're listening to the New Dayton Podcast. I'm your host, Chip James, and I'm setting out to shine a light on some of the amazing things happening in and around our great city. On the podcast, you'll hear from exciting people who see Dayton as a city of opportunity and are taking an active role in creating a new Dayton where small businesses and individuals can thrive. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's get to today's episode. So if we are trying to find people who are passionate about the resurgence of Dayton, specifically downtown Dayton, it doesn't take long before somebody mentions Lauren White. Lauren White is a just positive energy, passionate person, especially when it comes to the revitalization of downtown Dayton. She is the executive director of an organization called Up Dayton and is really uh, promoting the 2019 Summit, which we're going to talk a lot about. So happy to uh, have this chance to talk to somebody who probably knows more about what's going on downtown even than I do. Uh, So let's get right to the conversation with Lauren White. So who the heck is Lauren White? Yeah, that's a great loaded question. I still answer that every day of my life. To yourself? Um, Yes. So (laughs) who is Lauren White? Uh, Well, I am a Dayton native. Uh, I call myself a boomerang because I did have a small stint where I left Dayton for college and then I came back and I was that typical person who was like well I grew up here so I don't really want to be here like the world's Mm -hmm. bigger let me go explore and then came back and um, found out the only thing for me that makes sense to live my life is to constantly just be ingrained in the community and instead of complaining about things like what can I do to change them and so that's been a huge thread in my journey. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier. We've talked to a couple of people who have sort of made it more abundantly clear through the podcast, but it's like, it's easier to get, I don't know if woven is the right word, but it's easier to weave yourself into the fabric of a community like Dayton mm-hmm. than it is at, say, a bigger, busier, louder city. Is that Definite, what you found? Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, I have friends who have gone away to bigger areas like New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, mm-hmm. and they're great places to go visit. But the second they tell me how much it costs to live, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm happy here. Right. And plus, it's like you go visit and this is like a blanket statement. I don't love blanket statements, but like you go to visit somebody in a big, cool, exciting city. And everywhere you go, they're like experiencing it with you, the visitor, because they don't know anybody. They don't know the people behind it. Whereas like when they come visit us here, you walk in and people know your name. Yep. And they're like, oh, Lauren, hey, let me get that coffee for you. Like the one you always get. Let me get your regular order for you, your favorite table for you, your favorite server for you. Yeah. you don't usually experience that when you go visit people in these big, fun towns. That's true. There's something really accessible and personable about being able to know the chef and the owner of mm-hmm. where you're eating. Right. And, um, but also, for as the consumer, it's more fun to spend your money there. It is. I think. Yeah. Yes. What's one of your favorite places to go? Like, So let's say you have people in town that are skeptical. Yes. What kind of stuff are you taking them to do? You seem like... A good person to ask. Yes. So 
Uh, if there's yellow camp, is always one of my favorite things to do in the downtown area. Mm-hmm. It's very like gritty, grassroots. Um, Tell people what yellow cab is so they don't think it's a taxi. Yeah, so yellow cab is actually, it's a restored, it used to be an actual yellow cab uh, back in the day, a cab company, but uh, it's been transformed into a local venue, a bar. Um, people have different events that you can have there. So they have like food truck rallies, hmm. bands playing, cool. like art shows, local vendors. Hmm. Where they, is it? It is like tucked back, hidden uh, in Oregon East. So if you're on like Wayne and uh, Fifth mm-hmm. and the end of the Oregon District, right. it's tucked back in that area okay. behind Sherwin Williams, the oh, paint, wow. paint store. Um, of course, the bike share is always a, mm-hmm. a fun little place to get around. Now that Levitt Pavilion is uh, in the city center mm-hmm. and it's free music, that is absolutely fun to go to. Especially you can like have a little picnic there prior, yeah. take your blanket. Um, love to do that. Uh, and then food. Oh, yeah, man, give me some food. so many good food places. But one of uh, my favorites is Corner Kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, which is in the Oregon District. And then uh, Wheat Penny yeah. is my favorite brunch spot. Oh, weekend so, brunches? Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. they have brunch. I was in there recently and I saw that. I was like, ooh, I bet that's good. Very good. Like the portions, the flavor, the price, the environment, service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. So good shout outs there. Yeah. So about a year ago? Yeah. You, oh my gosh, my one year anniversary is on the 17th. Yeah, we're like right on it. Yeah. And you became the executive director of a thing called Up Dayton. Yes. What is Up Dayton and why am I not involved? Yeah. So Up Dayton started 11 years ago. Uh, it was an effort to engage young talent in the community. Mm. So I'm not as young as I used to be. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> While it's focused on young professionals, there have been many people over 40 who still engage oh. with the organization. Uh, if you believe in uh, empowering the next generation and showing them that they can make a difference in the community, then everybody's invited to participate. So the idea was that if we can engage talent to, instead of complaining about what they don't like about Dayton, Uh because 11 years ago, Dayton looked a lot different. There wasn't the brewery movement that popped up. A lot of restaurants and retail and things weren't happening. Uh And so instead of complaining, how do we empower the next generation to stand up and launch volunteer powered community projects? Mm. And so we've become known for our big annual summit which is coming up September 19th. Uh, And so what we do there is we have uh, project leaders on stage pitching their vision for a better Dayton. And it's a community project that is largely powered by volunteers and kind services. And it it is a project that can be accomplished within one year. Okay. Wow. So Mm -hmm. hold on, let's unpack that. There was a lot in there. So first of all, for someone who's driving or like running on the treadmill right now and listening, Up Dayton is in a short, condensed elevator pitch sentence. Up Dayton is what? Up Dayton is a group that engages and empowers young talent (laughs) to build the Dayton, Ohio they want to call home. So quote unquote young people in Dayton Mm -hmm. to meet monthly? We have an actual program where an idea that they have to better Dayton, gotcha. they apply, and then we take mm. them through a series of workshops and teams to make that idea happen. So definitely different from the first thing that maybe popped in my mind, which is almost like a networking group. 
Right. So totally different. There are other young professional groups that um, have regular networking events, such mm -hmm. as Generation Dayton, which right. is through the Dayton Chamber. And so rather than duplicating services, we just like to complement and we co-promote with each other. Sure. So it's a good idea. Um, attend attend their mixers and networking events. Mm -hmm. uh, attend Sporchal, which is an intramural I've league. I've seen it, yeah. Uh, we I all kind of promote each other and then our piece of, of that picture is really just focusing on civic engagement and volunteerism. Projects, volunteer projects. Yep. Okay. So then Up Dayton has an annual summit. Yes. And it's coming up next week. Tell, tell the date and time again. Yeah. So it's 530 to 830, um, September 19th. It's a Thursday evening. Where? At The Bright Side, which oh. is a venue that is a fabulous venue. Their story of of how they came to be is a lot of why we chose that venue because cool. the community really came together to, to transform that space. And so it's downtown on third and Kiwi. Okay. So. okay. so the summit to me, when I first read about the summit, uh, on September 19th, uh, I thought it sounded like, um, Dayton version of shark tank. Yes. For, but for, instead of like businesses for profit, trying to make money, um, to pitch an idea for community involvement, for volunteer um, opportunities. Yeah. Right? Yep. And then you've got the crowd that sort of acts as the sharks, yeah. that acts as the judges. Yeah. Everybody can kind of weigh in and choose yep. who wins the summit. Mm -hmm. Is there first place only? There's two prizes. They both win $1,500 okay. to help with their idea and then the support of update and resources for a year which essentially is, is me as a paid staffer holding them accountable right. to connections and helping them overcome hurdles to make it happen. To make the volunteer project happen mm -hmm. over the next 12 months. So give me an example, or maybe take me back to last year's summit yeah. and talk about the winner. Yeah, so there were we had uh, three winners last year, actually. We switched it up just for capacity of focusing on quality over quantity, but uh, so last year, uh, one of our winners, for instance, uh, she's personally affected by the opioid crisis. Okay. Her mother, she experienced um, some tragedy in, in that, um, loving someone through addiction. Mm. And so she's an artist, a mosaic artist, actually. Mm, cool. And so she said, you know, we've become known as this like overdose capital. What can we do to combat that with a message of hope and healing. Right. And so she pitched a project called the Perseverance Memorial, and it is a mosaic art piece where the community all gets to come together to place a piece of mosaic tile mm. in this public, um, as a public space art. So what we did was we helped her find um, a model. Okay. So she built a 3D model at the Proto Build Bar. Wow. And then um, we helped her raise additional funds got her connected with Culture Works, a local arts organization. Okay. And now uh, we're currently working on the location. Because oh, okay. that's like really just the, the final piece. Where's the where is the mosaic art going to live? Yeah, that's yeah. the question right now. So cool. Uh, yeah. So I can see how someone like her could have this idea, right? This great idea uh, to promote sort of a, a new wave of, of opportunity or of volunteerism in Dayton, but need some help. Yeah, right? exactly. So, so it's, it's everyday people yeah. who are able to make a difference. And if, if they feel uncertain about how, we kind of help them navigate that process through our program, the Updating Project Incubator. 
Yep, that's great. Mm -hmm. And this year we have, uh, how many people will be presenting? Like how many ideas will be pitched? Yeah, there are eight project ideas. That's cool. And they are pitching it for four minutes each. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so they get four minutes on stage in front of roughly a few hundred people. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so also this year there is a thing called crowdsource connections. So these projects are committed to making them happen regardless of winning the summit. Mm -hmm. You know, winning is just an extra bonus that helps them progress a little more fast or something. But it sort of fast tracks um, their idea. They've got your help and a little bit of money help. The other ones are probably still pursuing their idea. Yeah, they definitely are. Yeah. So anybody in the audience um, can help any of these projects, regardless of who they vote for, who wins. And so... Uh, part of the experience is uh, there is a sheet called the Crowdsource Connections, okay. and it lists all the projects and their top five specific needs. And so you in the audience, if you are somebody who thinks you can help with that, mm-hmm. or you know somebody who can help with that, you can check the box, cool. at, and then someone reaches out to you to make it happen. That's such a great way to like just make connections. Yeah. And as we, the, the C word that we hear all the time doing this podcast is collaborate. Yes. And connection, collaborate, and again, goes back to what we talked about, how Dayton is a community where you can be involved, you can be part of it. And this uh, summit is such a great example of that. Yeah. And I just love it because it's very grassroots. It's everyday people who maybe one at one point in their life didn't think that they could do anything to make a difference because that was my story uh, in 2013 when I found myself back in Dayton, Ohio, wanting to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I attended my very first Up Dayton Summit. Okay. And uh, how'd you hear about it? Uh, a girl that I met in one of my the house church I was attending invited me. Okay. And I honestly I got out of work because it used to be that it was during the workday mm-hmm. and I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just right. like I'm showing up. And it was all these people who were just absolutely nuts about Dayton and wanting to do something. Hmm. And I was I was very taken back, like, whoa, I didn't know there was, there were this many young people right. who were excited and doing things. Yeah, making Dayton um, better. Yeah. Right. And to me, I feel like as a 24-year-old at the time, like, I thought... The people who are changing Dayton are your your bank CEOs, your mm-hmm. elected officials, your big corporations, your universities. Uh, I didn't think that someone like me could do anything. Oh, you uh, were wrong though. Yeah, I was. I was really. Uh, I was. I was. I was uh, very awakened to mm-hmm. to what I could do. And yeah. what's cool is in our town, you've got you've got people like with their ears kind of open, listening for for. Anybody that wants to get involved with a good idea. Like yeah. if you, if, if one of the three of us had an idea today that was like, we want to do something great in this town and here's what it is. By tomorrow, we could have like an email from somebody that could help us. It's so true. Whereas if we lived in Nashville or whatever, we'd be like, oh, we've got this great idea. Well, good luck finding somebody who you can talk to that can actually help put it in motion. Yeah. Uh, so it's the perfect size of a city. Yeah. I could sort of give a little like snapshot of each of the folks that are in it in 2000 in the 2019 summit. Yeah. The first one's a little awkward for me, but um Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's a big part of their mission is to <laughs> is to make it not awkward, but I still have a hard time talking about it's it. It's called Fem Aid Collaborative. And it's Fem Aid Collaborative provides monthly menstrual hygiene products to those in need in our community. Um, yeah. So 
they're a group of high schoolers, actually. Wow. Uh, and they were at an Aldi store and experienced a woman who had to put some items back because she ran ran out of money. Oh. And she chose to put her feminine products back. Right. And uh, they started diving into all this research and found that uh, it's actually a huge issue uh, where people are missing school hmm. and work and like there's no access to these products. And, and when you're in a position where you have to choose, they choose food. Uh, of course. And right. so, yeah, it's it's they're trying to become like that central collection agency that will then distribute these products to the various nonprofits that interface with women. That's cool. Yeah. All right, let's do a couple more. Or I'll show all of them. Yeah. So Dayton Fiber Shed. Yeah. Uh, clothing, wear clothing grown and made in Dayton. It brings together farmers and artisans to make textiles and clothing using local fiber, dyes, and local labor. What do you know about that? Yeah, it's a very rooted in like sustainability. Okay. Uh, in the local movement. So imagine that you could essentially get an article of clothing where you know the farmer, mm -hmm. you, you know who dyed it, you know who designed it and made it, cool. and you get to wear it. Uh, not only is this good for uh, the environment because a lot of our fabrics have plastics in them mm -hmm. and that ultimately ends up in our water supply. Right. Uh, this is also just good for um, the feel-good local movement. Total. Totally. Uh, so it's a oh. it's a very niched uh, type of of project, but it's very I've learned a lot through this one. That's cool. Yeah. So then, um, so there's there's two so far. If you're following along, Fem Aid Collaborative, Dayton Fiber Shed. The third one is Gem City Sober Bar. Yes. Yeah, so this young woman, uh, she. Just celebrated her one year of recovery. Cool. And so imagine being somebody in recovery and it's a Friday night and everywhere you go, it's usually revolving around alcohol right. and people who are maybe drinking a little bit too much. And so what if you can have that experience and community uh, with a sober bar, which is like mocktails uh -huh. and uh, music and just a different vibe. It's yeah. also great for the community at large, even if you're not someone who is in the addiction recovery community. Imagine being able to have a business meeting with a mocktail instead of just a cocktail. A cocktail. Right. Yeah. Cool. And is it, uh, do you know, like, is her hope to eventually open a, a bar called The Sober Bar? Yeah. Her long-term goal is to have a physical location, but since we're a one-year incubator, we're focusing on pop-up events. Okay. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Great idea. So test out the, the mm -hmm. model. And then we've got the Climate Science Roadshow. Uh, Hands-on, feet-on, participatory community events where non-scientists uh, gain a fuller understanding of the key concepts of climate science. So yes. talking about uh, global warming? Yeah, climate change, global warming. climate. I think climate science is now like the more like neutral way uh, to talk about it. It's a very controversial uh, topic, right? Some people believe in it. Some people think it's a, ho a hoax. Right. Uh, but this woman has dedicated a lot of her time to becoming an expert in this topic. Um, she's a climate science educator. She has spent uh, time with 200 people trying to understand where the disconnect in, in perspectives are. Sure. So this is a way to to teach some, some key concepts and... And take it on the road. Yep. Sort of like uh, when she says road show, she's talking about like going to high schools. Yep. Okay. She'll set up wherever. She's done it for neighborhood groups. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so then the next one would be the Baldwin Cafe, Leroy Bean. Sounds familiar to me. 
Yeah, he's a local spoken word artist. Okay. Fabulous individual. Cool. And uh, the Baldwin Cafe soul, uh, excuse me, serves the community in a holistic way as a third space between work, school, and home. Um, interesting. What, what, what more do you know about that? Yeah, so it would be focused um, as a bookstore that has African-American literature. Okay. It's also going to serve vegan, vegetarian options uh, and have a lot of like just programming for the community uh, to just be that third space cool. um, uh, to really bring awareness to um, the African-American community. And James Baldwin is who it's named after, oh, okay. uh, who is a great uh, author. I don't, like, I don't know, like, what's the proper term? Like essay? Yeah, author. Um, yeah. Writer. Yeah, he's known for essays. Okay. Yeah. And so the next one is the one that I think um, just sort of stood out to me when I first heard about the summit, just because it had a, a catchy acronym, uh, helping young people escape drugs, hyped, get hyped. And um, yes. it uses skateboarding. Yeah. So what's that all about? Yeah. So um, an individual who founded this um, idea used to live in New York and there was a nonprofit that focused on mentorship of the youth through skateboarding okay. and through that mentorship, how do we um, educate them on being preventative about drugs? Yeah. And so affected by the opioid crisis and wanting mm -hmm. to do something about it, using the skill set of skateboarding. So being able to teach youth a skill set. So he's partnered with uh, organizations that around town who work with cool. the youth. Yeah. It's basically like a, you know, a lot of adults, leaders, uh, organizations, whatever, would love a way to sort of get young people together yeah. to give them a positive message, whatever that message yeah. is. In this case, he's using skateboarding and then um, escaping drugs. Yeah, mentoring through a hobby. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. And then two more. So participatory defense. Participatory defense is a community organizing model for people facing charges, their families, and their communities to impact the outcome of cases and transform the landscape of power in the court system. Whew. Yes. What is that? It sounds serious. Yeah. So imagine being somebody who can't afford a lawyer and you find yourself uh, in a legal situation and you don't really know how to navigate it. You don't know all of your rights and you're assigned a public defender. Mm -hmm. This is a way to educate everyday citizens like you or me to be another person in their corner aside from their public defender to help them navigate this, to That's make cool. sure that they're showing up, they're doing the things they need to do. Uh, and so it's just having an extra support system. Yeah, like helping them every step of the way. And yeah. that's gotta be a really long process full of lots of stressful steps. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then last but not least, group chat TV. What is Group Chat TV? Yeah, so Group Chat TV is a millennial talk show Ooh. that provides a voice and platform for the youth to really just talk about things so, that are affecting us. Social issues. Yeah, social issues like how where are we having a voice in the matter and how are we navigating things that might not make sense to us and having a safe place to have those conversations. And so they actually already have about 16 episodes on YouTube. Oh, cool. Uh, and then they've done a couple of in-person live chats, but it's nice. really like a talk show panel. And that's Group Chat TV. Yeah. All right, cool. So that is a quick rundown of the participants in the Update and Summit. Coming up September 19th, 2019, 
5.30 to 8.30. That's Thursday, September 19th, 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Brightside Music and Event Venue. I want to go, so how do I get a ticket? What, where do we go? Yeah, if you go to updaten.org, you can get a ticket for $30. The online sales end September 17th, but there will be tickets at the door for the same price. And your ticket includes a complimentary headshot if oh. you need one of those updated. Who's taking that? Uh, Sean Houston, a local photographer, will be doing those. He'll have a booth set up. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, it also, there will be um, a cash bar and some hors d'oeuvres. Cool. Yeah. 5.30 to 8.30. And so you said, so there's like eight participants, right? Mm -hmm. And they only get less than five minutes. Yes. So that's like 40 minutes. What's the other three hours? Yeah. So the actual formal program doesn't begin till 6, 10. Okay. And then there's an intermission and a voting break. Gotcha. So there's a beginning, a middle, and an end where it's just extra networking time. Cool. All right. Cool. So Thursday, September 19th, 530 to 830. Go to updaten.org to get tickets and you can get them at the door, but don't be one of those people. Get your tickets early. Yeah, parking is a little crazy there. So uh, the earlier you arrive, the better. Cool, good advice. All right, well, thank you so much for jumping on the new Dayton podcast. We are literally honored to have you and uh, hear about your Dayton story. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for checking out today's episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation, share it with your friends. Uh, take a screenshot on your phone, post it on Instagram to your story or to your feed, post a shot on Facebook. Please help us spread the word about New Dayton. You can also subscribe to the podcast. You can leave us a review. And I want to give a special thank you to Katie Matthews for producing and editing the podcast. And a thank you and a shout out to John Waldron, who created all of the music for the podcast. Also, last thing, if you have a guest recommendation, please connect with me on Instagram, chip underscore James, or email me at chipjames at gmail.com. Oh, and one last, last thing, check out the website, choosingdayton.com forward slash new Dayton. Thanks again.